0: sports talk mississippi's brian haydad along with robbie falk from 24 7 sports give you an inside look at the bulldogs on the field the court and the diamond now get ready for thunder and lightning Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive through over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be weird if Brupolo was in Caldonia, wouldn't it? That would be weird. Like, it's like, why is it here? Why is it Brudon- not called Brudonia? Brudonia, Brudonia, or Calbrunia? Brudonia. Okay,
1: I'll yeah, go it with rolls that. off the tongue a little better.
0: I'll go with that then.
1: Well, I, I'm not sure I've ever eaten in uh, Caledonia, so I don't have any. You don't have a story, nah?
0: States had players come out of Caledonia.
1: I just, I've never really been the there. Charades, and you know, Aaron Downs is from up there now, and mm, Aaron Downs is from Heritage.
0: But Okay, yeah,
1: you're right, yeah. Somewhere, I mean, kind well, of in the vicinity. He's in that area, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the Shirage from there. Yeah? Um. Yeah, so I mean, this is a good, it's a good place. Great school. Fine town, yeah. I just, I've never been around there that much. All right. Went up there to look at a storage building one time, and that's about it. That's all
0: we've got for Caledonia. Yes. So no Robbie's Tales from the Road. No. For the, for the fine city of Caledonia. Well, wherever you are in our great state, you can get Strange Brew Coffee every morning. All you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com in order it to be shipped to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your counter, they got you covered at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com, that's the place to find maroon and white merchandise you can't find just anywhere else because nobody else has the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in Central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area, they're in Richmond by Fleet Feet, they're in Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Great weather here, This weekend, sun's going to be out. I'm telling you to head over to Humble Taco and grab some tacos like you can't get anywhere else. Different kind of stuff there at Humble Taco. That's why it's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's stuff you're not going to find in any other Mexican restaurant you go to, and that's what makes it so unique to Starkville and such a great place to go. Head over there this weekend, sit out on the patio, enjoy a margarita, and enjoy some fantastic Mexican food at Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs tells you, hey, Come grab lunch with us Bless you, Robbie Robbie's sneezing a- First off, Robbie Are you sure you're a dad? Normally when a dad sneezes It's like it shakes the rafters Well, we're on Radio right I now can't, I to- can't ever make my sneezes That silent No matter how hard I try
1: You're not supposed to Hold it in like no, that No, no. Yeah
0: You're supposed to let it go But, you know I'm you trying to be respectful a, An aneurysm yeah,
1: I'm trying to be respectful To our also, listeners Also
0: Did you get popped in the eye?
1: Uh, you talking about this? Yeah That's a heat bump A heat Ooh Yeah It looks painful you okay? Uh, no, I'm fine. I mean, I just... you need a hug? No, I'm good. I mean, I okay. still get some acne every now and then. Okay. But, I mean, this is just from sweat, but... Yeah. All right. You no, know.
0: I'm glad you're okay. Had Thank you for
1: mentioning that on the radio.
0: Well, I hadn't seen that. you in a couple days. I thought maybe something had happened. You would have been attacked by a yeah. bug. Becky slaps me around sometimes. You know, that's not okay. I want we'll you to know that. I know. That's so. Well, on that note, Firehouse Subs has locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. Download the Firehouse Subs app, pick up your order within minutes, and of course you pile up reward points to get free subs with Firehouse Subs. All right. All righty then. Oh, great show. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We'll do some recruiting in the second half of the show. Uh, football. We'll talk a little basketball recruiting, too. We might talk a little baseball because, the, as expected, the purge has begun uh, for Mississippi State baseball as, the, uh, <clears throat> as players are heading out and we expect to see some new faces coming in uh, pretty soon. But we obviously have to start with softball. Uh, Mississippi State will host its first ever Super Regional game uh, in just a few hours depending on when you're listening. 11 a.m. first pitch over at News Park. They brought in a bunch of auxiliary seating and I should say auxiliary standing uh, so, they're going to have as many people out there as they possibly can. You were at uh, Noose for on Monday when the team returned. It looked like there was a big crowd there for that. I think people are very, very excited for this weekend. I think you're going to see some huge crowds out there for softball.
1: Yeah, somewhere around 3,000 people mm-hmm. could get in there. Um, the place seats 1,000, I think. But. You know what they're doing is they're trying to get as many people in and around the park as they can just to allow people to be around the experience cuz this is a first time deal. I mean, this feels a lot like on a smaller scale the 2007 Super Regional for Mississippi State baseball. Yes. They had not hosted anything in Starkville since 2000.
0: Oof. I think it's 2000 regional. Something like Polk hosted one maybe 2002. I don't think that's correct. When Mulholland was a junior? Oh, 03. Oh, 03. Okay. Yes.
1: That would that would probably Last be time. right. Yeah. Yes. I think that's correct. Yeah. So it had been four or five years since, since anything had been hosted. People were just dying to have a regional experience. And we saw what happened yeah. in those two games against Clemson. And that was the, the same kind of deal. They went to Florida State, strangely, and won that regional. Clemson won the other regional on the other side. They were the two seed. And so – Mississippi State was chosen as a Super Regional host. The same thing happened here. But this is a this is historic for Mississippi State because they've never hosted any kind of NCAA postseason event. They hosted the SEC tournament, and that's, that's all they've hosted. This is the first time they've hosted a Regional or Super Regional, and um, it's a great opportunity here for Mississippi State to advance to OKC in the Women's College World Series, which has become extremely popular over the last few years. And uh, this is really cool. This is a chance for state to expand their brand in softball. They've been waiting to get over that hump and be go from you know bottom tier in the SEC to you know just making regionals to becoming more of a, a brand in softball. Samantha Rick, Ricketts is very recognizable in the softball world, and to get a chance to get on that stage would be absolutely huge. And this is a good start to get this hosting experience. So Mississippi State is trying to get as many people around that venue as possible. So the world can see Mississippi State. So I, I think it's going to be a really cool weekend. I think you're going to have a jam-packed crowd. You're going to have people that might not be able to see the action on the field, but are still going to be right there around it, can hear the, the fans and be in that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And Mississippi State's doing everything in their power
0: to get as many people in there as possible. It's just it's, it's tough. Is this the start of something big for Mississippi State softball? Or is this sort of like State's Final Four appearance? And then we'll look back on it and go, oh, that was cool, but it never happened again.
1: Yeah, I think that's just something that just remains to be seen. You know, you're about to lose some key seniors. You're about to lose Mia Davidson, Annie Willis, and uh, Chloe Malalu. And then you got some good players coming in. But what you need to do here is pounce on this. Mm-hmm. You, you've you've gotten over the hump. You've gotten into a Super Regional. You've hosted a Super Regional now. you got to build on this. Um, you, you've lost a generational type talent, and Mia Davidson after this year, but you have some good talent, some players that have that have been instrumental in their success this year. That you can kind of build on this, and then recruiting classes to follow. But I think the key is, it would be really huge for Mississippi State to win this weekend and make it to the Women's College World Series. Because, mm-hmm. like we mentioned the other day, that was more that was a more viewed experience than the the men's College World Series right. last year. Right. And there's been some really exciting moments, and state might go two and done there, but the fact that you're there, the fact that you're the one of the final eight teams remaining, and you're playing on that stage would be absolutely huge. State's taken advantage in the past of their connections to um, uh, travel ball teams uh, in Alabama, and they've gotten some talent out of North Carolina. They got some talent, a lot of talent out of out of the West Coast because of Samantha Ricketts. Now you need to uh, expand on that a little more and try to uh, push this brand out a little bit. I think this weekend is a big opportunity to do that.
0: So how do you see this weekend going? I mean, Arizona, we talked about them a little bit. You know, Usually that's a power program. They've been a team that's been a national seed many, many times. They have a long history in softball. And State seems to have caught them in a year where they're, they're, they're in a transition kind of year. State has a real opportunity here. Can they take advantage of it? Yeah, that's the big
1: question. I mean, they were not good in the Pac-12, but that's a very competitive league, just like the SEC is. I mean, State won ten games in the SEC, and they were in a regional. So, um, you know, it's it's tough to really gauge. Their pitching is is really good, and they were outstanding at Missouri. It's a team that's kind of gotten hot here, and that's those are the teams you don't want to play. We talked about it last year with North Carolina State. You did not want to match up with North Carolina State in the College World Series. Mm -hmm. And that turned out to be absolutely correct because they would have made it probably to the national championship had they not had COVID. Those teams, Mississippi State, you did not want to face Mississippi State last year after their super regional run. Mm -hmm. These are the teams you don't want to play, the teams that are hot. And, um, you know, State and Arizona both have played exceptional talent over the year, but neither one of these teams are going to be easy outs at this point, State's seen just about every kind of pitch- pitcher they could possibly see at this point. They saw two of Florida State's aces. They saw a great pitcher from Tennessee uh, a, f- a couple weeks ago. They've seen uh, UCLA. They've seen Oklahoma. They've played some great teams, and so has Arizona. So it's a it's a team that's not – they don't seem to be proficient on the off- offensive side of the ball. But, you know, State has not been blowing the doors off either. Um State's just got been able to get some clutch hits the last week. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think ha- having this at home is a big deal. And I know they beat Missouri uh, last week. But I just feel like this crowd could give Mississippi State a major lift mm-hmm. this weekend. And the way that State's pitching, too, I like State's chances in this. Um, it's going to be tough, but I, I think that they can do this. I yeah. think that they can pull this off, which – would just be remarkable that yeah. they've done because this is a, this has never happened. I mean, we are in yeah. we are in a, a different kind of territory. Just like volleyball last year, I mean, we we mm-hmm. didn't know what to think of the volleyball team going to the NCAA's
0: or having a winning record in the. Well, SEC. I was thinking about you know, sort of state's <coughs> first real run. I guess that would have been uh, the the junior year for Victoria Vivians and, and when they when they made it to the final four. You, you, sometimes you just have a first, and you, yeah. you know, it's just how do you react to it, and that's where. Mississippi state kind of is and I do agree with you this is going to be a different kind of crowd than teams are used to mm-hmm. you know Mississippi State fans by and large they know how to they know how to work the postseason yes you know they, they, all the years with baseball so I, th- I think they're going to bring some of that that that
1: and when, and when things get the dude good effect to news park when things get good at Mississippi State, the fans turn out yeah I mean call it bandwagon or whatever but when, when things are getting over the top, this Volleyball last year is a great example. When they started packing out the, the volleyball yeah. arena, That's
0: that was a tough place to play. I, Women's I, basketball. I wouldn't call it bandwagon, because I think state fans do a good job of supporting the teams even when they're down. Men's basketball, kind of a side. But they do know how to take it up another notch when they need to. Well... There are some bandwagon
1: fans that will be there this weekend, let's be honest. Oh,
0: there aren't. There, there's definitely that. There's and, no, no and no offense to those people. I mean, that, yeah. no, no, you're, no, no, you're no, focused
1: no. on baseball. Baseball takes precedent, and people just haven't really gotten into this. Right. But maybe this can turn into a more an organic thing like women's basketball did. Yeah. I mean, nobody was interested in women's basketball. Yeah. And let's be honest. I mean, it's it's tough to get people to go to stuff that has never really won at a, at a high level before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough to build that. Yeah. Um and I will say that this softball program has always had those fans that have been tied to this team just because even when Van Studeman was here, they were very, very uh receptive to the, the fan base and the community. Mm-hmm. They've always been um you know, seen in the community. They've they come up in the stands after games. You know, I was working with them in twenty twelve and they were always in the stands after the game, win or lose. You know they had the the bring your dog to the park day and things like that.
0: States, and I don't you know outside of you know, and baseball does a pretty good job with it too. Obviously, but women's basketball, volleyball, softball, tennis—they do a really good job making sure that they appreciate the fans. Yeah, and it and it it becomes sort of a a circle. You know, it's like we appreciate the fans, the fans appreciate us, and and it sort of just goes in that way. So yeah, I agree with you. And that's why I hope there, there's a lot of people out there. They'll go to the every single softball game.
1: I hope some of those people get tickets this weekend. Mm-hmm. They deserve it.
0: I agree. I agree. We'll see what. So, happens.
1: So I mean, uh, there, there's a lot of people out there that have that have been very loyal to the softball program, and um, I hope I hope those people get that opportunity to see this team. They they deserve to, and not just stand out there. They deserve to have a seat.
0: Yeah. Let's uh. Let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. I'm doing a brisket this weekend. I got a small brisket. It's only like four and a half pounds. I don't know. I've never seen one this small before. But, I mean, it's only four people at the house. So it, won't and,
1: take, it won't take nearly as long as a smoke.
0: It won't take, yeah. It's not going to be a 12, 13-hour process or anything like that. So I'm looking forward to it. I do that. And, you know, when you're cooking beef, man, that's something to look forward to. Burgers. This time, I mean, this kind of year is perfect for putting some burgers on the grill, some steaks. Or if you're doing something big, hey, if you're doing something bigger than me, you got a 10, 12-pound brisket. All sorts of great options out there at your butcher. You're bigger than 10 or 12 pounds. I mean the brisket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever kind of uh, of meat you're looking for, your butcher has it, your grocery store has it. Talk to those guys. Get to know them. Get that good relationship with them. They'll always get you the best cuts. And there's so many great cuts of beef out there. You just can't go wrong. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers smoked meats over in the heart of the Cotton District. I was at the SEC tournament on, on Tuesday, and uh, somebody found out from Starville. They are like, oh, I love that place. Uh, Two Brothers over there. I was oh. just like just out of nowhere ask, telling me about it and I was like man you know it's, that's the best yeah I, I heard
1: thought. about this on that podcast Thunder and lightning well
0: they didn't go that far yeah <laughs> we, I couldn't get that out of them but we've done. done our job we have spread the word we did my the friend. best we could yeah we, we are the apostles of two brothers we have spread the gospel of two brothers and we continue to do so as well we should it's a great restaurant it's a great place to hang out it's a great starkville institution next time you're here or whenever you're here make sure you've got to stop the two brothers on the list. Great products and great services what every business promises you, but who really delivers on it? I promise you that Advantage Business Systems does. They take the worry out of dealing with them. They take the worry out of when your products go down, you're like, oh, my gosh, this printer's not working. How long is it going to be before we can get that fixed? You call you know your big brand companies, and they're oh, well, after you've been on hold for you know, 30, 40 minutes, oh, oh, well, you know, we get out there in four or five days, maybe maybe seven days, seven business days. Not the same with Advantage Business Systems. You're talking to somebody here in the state of Mississippi. They pick up the phone, they talk to you, and they solve your problem, and you get back to work. That's the difference that Advantage Business Systems makes. Call them today and find out what they can do for you. Number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Get to play the song today. That's always exciting. Creeping, 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 (laughs) Creeping, 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 Creepin Creepin creeping, creeping, Creepin creeping, 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 A lion does not concern himself with the opinions of sheep. The guy who said that died on the toilet. Was it Elvis? No, it was Tywin Lannister. Oh, yeah, that's right. He said it, and he was (laughs) killed by his own son while he was taking a dump. Yeah, but was that his saying? I don't know, but that's who I attribute it to. I don't think that was his saying. I think that was, like, a thing before that. Well, you know, I'm just saying, I attribute it to Tywin Lannister. Wasn't he, like, skinning a, a, like... He was a, skinning deer a deer or something when he said yeah. that? Yeah, I thought so. Which, all right, hold on. There's some symbolism in that. Because he's skinning a deer, right? Yeah. And they're talking about the, who's going to be the king. And, of course, the stag is the, uh, the, the sigil of House Baratheon.
1: Oh. So there's some symbolism there. And he's skinning Baratheon.
0: Right, right. So, Interesting. Yeah, there's a little symbolism there. But then he got shot with an arrow. Then he got the shot with an arrow while he, on the, while he was in the privy what they called it back in the day. The privy. The privy. So, yeah, when you say a lion does not concern himself with the opinions of sheep, my first thought is the guy said that, died <laughs> on the toilet. Uh, For some reason, my first thought was Elvis when you said that. Did Elvis say that? <laughs> no, he died on the toilet. He did die on the toilet. <laughs> Aww. Don't, don't, I'm just saying. Don't hurt me like that. The king. I love, uh, there's another king. It's Two th- kings died on the toilet. Tywin Lannister wasn't king. He was hand of the king. Oh, yeah, that's right there. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're, you're correct. So we say all that to say that Seth Davis is committed to Mississippi State. <laughs> Three-star running back out of Katy, Texas, 5'7", 170. Speed. Speed, speed, speed is what this guy brings. But he have got to have speed. Greasy, fast speed. Speed is what we need. So. Oh, I listened to the rewatchables of Rocky Three yesterday, so I got Mick on my mind there. Uh, that sounded like Dan Housen. Hello, Danhausen here. Yeah same, yeah, same thing. Very nice, very evil. <laughs> I, I I have thought I've thought about calling Brandon Show, Brandon Walker's Show, and, then Dan and Housen. tell him I'm Danhausen just to see if if he would let me on. <laughs> Brandon Walker. Why have I not been on the Rasslinhausen? <laughs> you think I could get through? Yes. And then we could, then I text him later and be like Brandon Walker. <laughs> He'd be so excited too. <laughs> he would r- be. I could ruin <laughs> him. <laughs> be like this <laughs> really Dan? Okay, what do you mean? Is it really Danhausen? Who else would be me? <laughs> Please do uh, that. The problem is his show is the same time as my show, so i got to have a day off. Um, well, you take a lot of days off. so you can Will maybe, you stop? <laughs> now, stop it, brain. <laughs> Seth Davis. Here's what I'll say about Seth Davis. First off, offer sheet's not bad. Uh, I mean, Duke, California, Florida. Uh, I mean, these Power 5 offers. Was committed to Duke. Was committed to Duke. But what I like is this. <clears throat> One, this is something I look at when I look at recruiting. Maybe it's just me, but it becomes obvious, especially with like running back and quarterback, who a coaching staff is targeting. For example, we know that Brock Glenn, that's the top quarterback guy, right? Seth Davis was clearly Mississippi State's top running back prospect on their board. This is the guy that they wanted. Even though in the state of Mississippi there's a great player, Dante Dowdell, who's now committed to uh, Oregon. Great running back, but this is the guy State wanted, and they got it. I look at that as a win for Mississippi State, and this is obviously a guy that Mike Leach looks at and says he fits what we want to do. Can catch the ball, can turn small plays into big plays. I, it's, this is a good pickup for Mississippi, and, and evidently this guy puts up monster numbers in the highest classifications of Texas high school football.
1: Yeah, I mean the main thing is you got a guy that the staff identified from the beginning as their guy. Mm-hmm. So they they targeted the the top player on their on their list and they got him. And on top of that, they know that he fits this offense. And and these, I mean, Mike Leach has been doing this for a long time. He knows what he what he needs to make this offense click. And I, what I've noticed a lot in the last two classes is they're recruiting for speed, and really d- dating back to when they got Teddy Knox, which I know he he's going to SMU, but. Um, they're they're going after speed. They're running backs. Uh Hargrove is a is a guy that's got some good strides that can really run. Um you you picked up some guys in at the at the wide receiver position with speed. Marquez Dorch and um the kid from Louisiana Zavion Xavier Thomas. Xavier Thomas, yeah. And then you got now you got this class you're trying to turn that over. So adding a lot of speed to the table offensively here and kind of changing the type of athlete that you have in this offense, which I like. I think this is going to be a good thing for Mississippi State.
0: Yeah. I mean, this this guy, uh, as a junior, uh, rushed for 2,400 yards uh, over there in Texas, scored uh, 28 touchdowns, averaged 10.5 yards per carry. He's a big play machine. And, you know, we have been talking for the past you know couple of years about Mississippi State's offense, about big plays and big plays. And they need them. Getting guys like this is the key to that. Getting some more and more speed onto the field. You mentioned Dorch and Thomas. Those guys are speed guys. We obviously are looking forward to seeing what Tulu Griffin can do this year because he's a speed guy. you know, you got to have guys like Wally and Austin Williams who you can just trust to move the chains and catch the ball. Rah Rah Thomas is another guy like that. But you got to also have these guys that you can just put the ball out there four or five yards down the field, and then you snap your fingers, and they're 20 yards down the field. And that looks like this guy, Seth Davis, is going to be uh, that kind of guy for Mississippi State. So State's uh, 2023 class now sitting on uh, four total commitments, uh, th- two of three of them from the state of Mississippi. So Davis is the first out-of-state guy. Now we're just kind of you know watching and waiting. You know, camp's coming up. You'll, you would expect to see some commitments there. Obviously, the summers in the past is when Mississippi State has done its best recruiting. And then there's Brock Glenn, who apparently continues to add offers and add interest. It feels like it's more of a battle now than it was two weeks ago for him when you thought it was just between Mississippi State and Auburn. Some new teams have entered the mix on him. I don't think you've you've put in a crystal ball, or if you even do that, but do you still feel pretty confident from what you're hearing that he's going to be at Mississippi State? I I don't know. You know, I I obviously don't talk to him. I think Paul talked to him
1: a couple days ago, and, you know, Paul seems to be confident uh, still in, in them getting him, but... It's just kind of strange, you know. He's not mentioning Mississippi State mm-hmm. to a lot of other people, which is kind of a red flag, yeah, to me. Uh, so it, it makes you a little nervous, but you know, we'll see. So, so far, state has been able to get a really good quarterback in each of Mike Leach's first two full classes. So, you know, I, you know, if they don't get him, maybe they'll find somebody else. If not, you, you still got some talented guys in your arsenal.
0: And I'll be honest with you, it it, it might be difficult for State at this juncture to recruit an elite quarterback because Rodgers is here for at least another year, maybe two, maybe three. And then if he stays in here, uh, Robertson's obviously the next guy up. And then if he doesn't, well, Braden Locke is probably the next guy up. So, I mean, a quarterback looks at a depth chart and goes, man, they've, they've got guys there. Whereas, you know, if you're looking at, if you're Brock Glenn, you're looking at Auburn, you're like Calzada and Finley. Yeah. I'm probably better than them now. Yeah. And now, granted, Harson might not be there next year, but... That, that's, the, that's the thing. I mean, but what's still, the offense going to be? Well, that's the thing. That's... I, I, will, I will counter your that's the thing with another that's the thing. This is 2022. Everybody is going to be running some semblance of a spread offense. So, it doesn't really matter who the coach is. I mean, chances are... They're not going to hire, you know, uh, a West Coast offense kind of guy. I don't think Kroom's coming to coach at Auburn. So you're probably going to be okay offensively, and it's Auburn. You know that you're going to have good players around you. They're going to recruit well. So I, I don't. I don't. I think. You yeah, can sort but of sell there's that something to be more said at about than at the Mississippi State. Well, there's something to be said about relationships
1: too. I mean, if he has a relationship with Brian Horson, he's close to him. Then that could. Muddy the waters if they get rid of him. Mm-hmm.
0: No, no doubt, no, no question. About He's that. a lame duck. By the oh way. yeah. For, I mean, for there's
1: sure. uh,
0: his last day on the job will be the iron ball.
1: Yeah, when he they have be. a chance now to regroup a little bit and their boosters can get their crap together. Um, because last year they they just completely bumbled all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, should have never hired him in the first place. They probably should have never got rid of Gus Mazon, um unless they had somebody in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. But. That's neither here nor there. We'll talk about that when we preview Auburn.
0: Yeah, let's let's, let's switch recruiting gears. We we are expecting Isaiah Mosley uh, a decision today on Friday as we're sitting here. Well, I'm was, I'm almost to eye twitch yeah, level it's with been Isaiah. it Mo- we did a we did a podcast where we talked about this kid a week over a week ago, and thought it was going to be then, and here we are. You know, almost you know ten days later, and it's not. Nervous.
1: I mean, I'm not nervous because I've experienced Mississippi State recruiting my entire life. Yeah, that, that, I don't get nervous anymore because I just expect the worst. But there's obviously something that's keeping him from announcing. Right. You know, it's not like he is, you know, he's packing his bags for Mississippi State right now and hasn't announced. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Something is keeping him from Making that announcement, Feels I don't like know a what it is.
0: Is keeping him warm, and it's probably Kansas. Could be, which is fine. I mean, Kansas is one of the, is the national champion. Yeah, I understand if a recruit is going to wait out their offer, and he's worth waiting out. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: it, it, I mean, you need to have some options just in case, but. That's a guy, if he's if he says, you're going to wait on me, you wait on him. 20 points a game, mm-hmm. yes. You're going to wait. We're waiting on you. You're not going to find a guy in the portal better than him, so you might as well wait. The other option could be he could be waiting to announce that he's dropping out of the NBA draft yeah. at the same time and yeah. just waiting for all that. All that get done. Yeah, which I think is the, is the the uh, is the favorite in the clubhouse right now, that he's just going to announce all that at once. Yeah. And everything that I've heard is that Mississippi State feels, still feels really good about landing him. But it's just, uh, until
0: it happens, there's, you, there's nothing you can celebrate yet. And then uh, a new name has popped up. Paul Jones reporting this name over the past couple of days. Emmanuel Akat, a, a six-seven small forward, uh, originally signed with Arizona, transferred to Boise State now. Heading to uh, back into the transfer portal. So uh, before you even ask, I don't know how he's doing. Too tra- I don't know, but regard. I get my guess is he got the free transfer uh, with with Sean Miller going out, and now he's gonna go back in. Elite prospect out of high school, five star, number twenty four overall player in the class of twenty seventeen. By the way, it's twenty twenty two. So uh, I guess he would have graduated. And he he has... might be a grad transfer. To be honest with you, I, I don't know the answer to that. To be totally honest, but his name has started to pop up as well. That would uh, that would probably be the. I mean, the stretch four, even though he's listed as a three, at six seven with some wingspan, he probably could play out there out on the perimeter. Average uh, ten points a game, shooting a, again another. Really good three point shooter, another around 37 38 percent three point shooter for a big man. Not a good free throw shooter, though, only 59 percent last year. But those are the two guys that you know we're keeping an eye on. We'll see if if their names pop up. And then on the other side of the recruiting or the other side of the portal, Robbie, the purge has begun uh, for Mississippi State baseball. Uh, We had an idea that it was coming, but now I think six players overall have hit the portal. And that's to go along with some signees who have been basically, basically they've been told they need to find other arrangements uh, since then. I, I would say the biggest name in there are the two of the f- most high velocity pitchers State has, Andrew Walling and uh, Mikey Tepper. First off, with Walling, I guess we'll just go ahead and say it. What a bust. I big mean, time bust. That's a guy that we, when he, when he committed, you thought that was a big deal. When he skipped the draft, you thought, okay, wow, State's got a real big piece for next year. He did nothing. Pitched three innings.
1: And it was it was a worse situation than Eric Sarantola because yeah.
0: Sarantola was just raw,
1: a raw prospect. Yeah. And you actually got more out of him than you did out of Walling. You got three games out of Andrew Walling. Three just innings. To, just a complete. And I mean, I, no disrespect to the kid at all, but I mean, let's just call it what it is. I mean, it was a bust. A bust. Yeah. I mean, it no, just no didn't, way around that. Yeah, and then I mean, with
0: Tepper, I mean, a guy we've seen him throw 95, 96, 97 but another guy who could just never get control and, get, and get, throw strikes the way you would want him to, and now he's in the portal as well. He had like 27
1: walks and 26 innings, 26 hits, 25 runs. I mean, when your whip is above two, yeah. not good. And that's a player, again, in uh, 2020, you get him to school, he was probably going to be a top-10 round guy. Um, a lot of talent, high, mid- to high-90s fastball. Probably some of the best stuff on the team, yeah just couldn't throw strikes. Couldn't and, throw strikes. and this is a theme for Mississippi state. I, I don't know if this is if this is uh, like this everywhere else in college baseball mm-hmm. these immensely talented players that just cannot get it together I, I, don't, I don't know what the problem is, but it's just not
0: happening yeah Matt quarter also into the uh, the, the transfer portal. Never got it going at Mississippi State. A guy, who, I mean, had huge numbers in JUCO, yeah. But for whatever reason, it just didn't translate here to, to Mississippi State. State right now, I mean, Skinner is a senior. Jess Davis was a grad transfer, and now quarter's gone. State doesn't have a center fielder right this second. No, you've got
1: to go get a you got to go get a legit center fielder, top of the lineup bat. Yeah, and not a guy that like Jess Davis that was batting like two fifty. No. Uh, You've got to get a guy that's batting 350 yeah that can hit and that can field so I, and I, I firmly believe Chris Amonas has someone already in place for that.
0: yeah, the, the, the rumor mill, and it's just rumor and I can't give you any names because I don't know, them, but there is a lot of rumor that some, that some guys have already made their decision for Mississippi state, and we're just going to have to wait for the end of the seasons yes to, to get them officially done.
1: I feel certain that there's at least two guys that are
0: basically on board. I, I got a, a text the other day. I will not, won't give any names. Can't do it at this time. But if, if his information is correct, it will be really funny. I'll just put it that way.
1: Was it Stephen Agostinelli that sent you that text? It was
0: not. Okay. It was not. So. Then I might believe it. Okay. <laughs> How dare you talk about the Godfather that way. <laughs> he only deals in truth. That's right. That's right. All right. So uh, Sunday show, when we can record it, sort of depends on Mississippi State softball. We like, will talk about Mississippi State softball no matter what. No matter what, but you know if they got to go to a game three, it just depends on that when when we are able well, to. Well, it'll record. be on Sunday, though. Yeah, but it could be earlier Sunday is what I'm saying if they win in two or if they lose in two. Yeah. So and and trying to set the I'm time trying
1: up. to get the Big daddies to eat lunch, so oh, not, yeah, hopefully yeah. they get two and done and yeah. let's get out. Let's call it, call it a day.
0: Yeah guys want you to have a great weekend and uh we will be back with you next week Uh, a lot to talk about as we get closer and closer now to uh the the start of the college football season today as we as we're recording times are supposed to be coming out so what's going to talk about should be the first three weeks of kickoff times coming out so we'll be keeping an eye on that as well have a good one guys talk to you again for robbie falk i'm brian haydad thanks for listening to thunder and lightning on super talk mississippi See the bad boys arrest me. Testing competition win the war that's their mission. Not no mercy. See the race on the street. If you don't know, you better find out the war back. It'll prove a point, number one. Disbelieve that you don't wanna tustle with them. I'll be there for them. coming to the ring. with them. you're never walking out again. So you're back on the war back. A super talk, Mississippi Media Production.